What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Around the ACL. It's Michelle Thompson here, joined by Trey Ryder and Anthony Ione. And we had our first open this weekend. Let's go. Let's go. That was exciting. Oh, I apologize, guys. I, I'm having a, so many dog issues right now. I'm phone. I don't, yeah, it's, they, it's rough in here. Oh, it's rough. Like, was that was that pun intended? Was that pun, pun intended? intended. <laughs> pun intended. All right, I'm gonna let them out. You guys talk about what what you thought this weekend, real quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I thought it was I thought it was cool to to watch some live cornhole and um. I don't know, Anthony, at least from my perspective, I was really interested because I liked seeing some of the new rookies playing as rookies. And like, it was almost kind of interesting and fun to see someone like, even like a Fisher Hamilton play as a rookie. And then also seeing someone like Alex Rawls no longer being classified as a rookie, right? Like now he's, he's a crafty veteran, right? I mean, he's just, he's, he's got the veteran label now so i mean I, I don't know i found it i found it interesting to kind of just see it from that perspective yeah that and uh some of these new partnerships really excited to see how these um you know the free agency has played out some of these guys and then a lot of unknowns and when we get into talking about doubles i'll definitely spend some time on that but yeah just a lot of names you're like who the heck are these people playing at an yeah. elite level so, right yeah I mean, we talk about how amazing the rookie class is, how many people didn't make it into the pros. And so when we come to these opens, it's where you're seeing all this other talent in addition to people we're excited to watch. Um, I did get to watch all of Friday and all of Sunday, Saturday. I was playing myself, um, but I was impressed with some of the the women too, the young girls. I was like, was it Kimberly, Kimberly Jenkins? Yep. Um, Kimberly did Jenkins. really well, had a great run. Um, and Peyton uh which is mike morton or matthew morton's girlfriend i believe is that yes right? like she did yes, really well i mean seeing some of those women play it's, it was really fun to watch but let's get into uh, some of our winners a uh, level one singles we had jamie graham take first and alex rawls take second and uh that was an interesting last match <laughs> up, to, up to that yeah. point um yeah. Man, I was so and we talked a little bit before the show about how well Caden Allen did, but what are your thoughts on on singles, Trey? Yeah, it's a Jamie Graham show. I mean, I didn't I didn't run his points allowed per game, but it it I think it was like 5 or 7 or something like that. I mean, maybe even lower. It was it was outrageous. Um, you know, uh, Jamie kind of stole the show um, in a way. It's funny when Jamie Graham and Alex Rawls met in the finals, right before the final starts, I, I kind of yelled at him. Um, I was like, you serious? We had to bring 256 people all the way to play all the way down just so you two could play in the finals. Like right. we've just, <laughs> could we have just started there and saved everybody six hours? Um, but it was, no, I, I, it was a dominant performance by Jamie Graham. He kind of stole the show. Um Caden Allen, we saw flashes of him at the end of last season. Yep. Um, I, I, I can't call him a PDC player yet. Hasn't signed his contract. Don't know if he will sign his contract, but certainly someone that was a part of that, that U18 group. Um, you know, he missed a permanent pro spot by four days. His, his January 5th birthday. Wow. Kept, kept him away oh, no. from, uh, from being a permanent pro, but um you know, I think he, he he certainly has a talent to make deep runs. Alex Rawls, no surprise. I think the only surprise that we saw from Alex Rawls all day was a four-round finals against Jamie Graham. 
I almost kind of like don't even think about it because like something was obviously wrong there. Um, so I'm just not even not even thinking about it for more than a second. Um, and then Hunter Thorne, right? I mean, how about good old Tua Tungavailoa, Hunter Thorne? You know what I'm saying? I made that <laughs> I made that comparison in partners, and he loves it. So I'm I'm sticking with Hunter Hunter Tungavailoa Thorne. That's going to be his new his new nickname for me. So um, you know, I think he he's he played unbelievably well. He executed. And he did the style of game that you expect from him. I think he was like 15th in his bracket in PPR. So he is really playing a game where he was controlling the front of the board, front of the hole. Um, played, at, played at a really high level. Devin Harbaugh won game one of that double dip in pretty commanding fashion. And then was a completely different person in that second game. I think it goes yet again. Devin Harbaugh has like this unbelievable ability to be the best player in the world. And sometimes in singles specifically, I just don't see him get across the finish line and, and get that signature win. Um, so I'm just kind of looking for, for that. Um, but yeah, no, I was really impressed by them. Tyler Cobb was also really impressive to me. He got a yep. win against Alex Hicks head to head, which was interesting for me to see. Um, it was really, you know, watching him intently and and he is comfortable very comfortable as a thrower this year and i think that might be a little bit different than what we saw from tyler cobb last year and um but yeah overall um you know uh, jamie graham's show uh, on this i thought cheyenne runner i think was the top fiend the finishing female no surprise there she just i mean her two losses one was to jamie graham and she scored the most points against jamie graham out of anybody and she scored eight points um, and then she turned around and lost to, you know, a, a pretty close game to Ryan Wiedenfeld, who, who had an, another strong run, another top rookie. So overall, um, pretty impressed. Absolutely. Anthony, what do you have to add? Yeah, right out of the gate. I owe Hunter Thorne some big props, Mish. Uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about Noah Wooten's partnership transition from Tony Smith to Thorne. Noah breaking off from the top 10 doubles team and a player that was top in the world. You know, going with a Hunter Thorne, I, I didn't like it. I mean, I saw him going backwards. I just didn't see the new partnership being as successful for Wooten. But, you know, I'm sitting there going, could they be top 20? Maybe, not likely. Could they be top 10? I'm thinking no chance. But, hey, Hunter Thorne coming out on a blast. I mean, him and Noah, they win that big East Coast tournament. I think it was like Delaware or something. It was like a, a 10K payday. And then Thorne yep. comes out. He was at that and then knocks down an open singles bracket. I love it. I mean, it would be hella dope if Thorne was the 2023 breakout player, proving me wrong, showing Wooten made the right choice. In that bracket, he takes down a Grindersleeve, an AJ Sims, a Brooks, and a Devin Harbaugh, as you were saying, Trey. Hunter Thorne, I mean, what, what a hell of a, a run here to break out the 2023 season. Grindersleeve looked really nice. Uh, he never showed up in a bracket final, but the dude balled out. His match against Jordan Power. 56 bags thrown. He missed four. He threw 72% four baggers. If you've never seen Grindersleeve's bag, it's one of the most beautiful bags in the league. That thing comes in like a flat missile. I really liked how he looked to open up the season. And speaking of Jordan Power, how bad luck for this guy. His two losses were some of the best performances we saw all day. Grindersleeve throws an 11-4-3 in 14 rounds. He takes that loss. Then he pulls a Devin Harbaugh who throws an 11-2-1 in 14 rounds, leaving power with 13th place. 
He threw really well. Just ran into some players that were really hot. I thought Shermerhorn threw well. He threw a 10-5-2 over 25 rounds and lost. To someone named Joseph Johnson. Joseph Johnson throws an 11 over 25 rounds. Never heard of the guy. When you get into 11s at 25 rounds, I mean, we're talking next level stuff. And these are the kind of performances that I love because it reminds us every time that we're still not seeing all of the top talent in the sport. I mean, there's still more to see out there. But yeah, getting down to the final four, you talked about it. Caden Allen, 17 years old. Alex Rawls, 19 years old. Hunter Thorne, 20 years old. And it came down to the old guy, the old guy, Jamie Graham at 24 years old. Somehow the old guy wins in this case. Pure domination like you were talking about. Uh, guys, I honestly, I do not recall a more dominating turn, tournament ever than what we saw from Graham. Nine straight wins. He never gave up double-digit points. In five matches, he still didn't give up one game worth of points. In five matches, he only gave up 17 points. Check out this overall scoring throughout the whole tournament. Graham, 203 points. His opponents, 33 points. Mish, on average, Graham was giving up three points per game. So he's That's basically insane. on averaging winning 21 to three. Isn't that insane? So I dropped last week. We were talking about two weeks ago. We were talking about our singles top 10 predictions. I chose Graham, Jamie Graham as my number one. This version of Jamie Graham we just witnessed this weekend is why I think that he can be back to the number one player in the world. Graham untouchable this past weekend. No one was going to beat him. It was, a, it was a great performance. If we're calling Graham the old one at 24, yeah. we have so many problems. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> this Isn't is not crazy? good for us. The old man wins. Oh, man. All right, let's go into doubles and keep it rolling with Jamie Graham, who played with Chad Hunt, took first there. And then second place, Jeremiah Hector and Garrett Wiggins. Uh, out of all those incredible uh, pros there and talent, these guys rose to the top there and, and almost took first. So uh, congrats to them. But let's talk about doubles, Trey. Yeah, Jamie Graham was those dominant all weekend. Chad Hunt put himself on the map. He's a Carolina Conference winner. Yes. So he put himself out there that as someone to 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 be feared. Um, certainly got some help from Jamie Graham. I don't know how much paired with Jamie Graham, knowing how good Jamie Graham was on Sunday. Does that? <laughs> I hope that doesn't take too much away from Chad Hunt and what he accomplished. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was it was the Graham show. Now second place was kind of where the surprise was. In particular, yeah. Jeremiah Hector. Uh, he was the Southeast Conference winner. He is a pro. Garrett Wiggins not. So, um, you know, you had pros in the finals. Birchfield and Rawls had a really strong run. Um, you know, they, they made a really deep run. So they're they're kind of back to where they were um, or where they finished the season. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think mostly just impressed by someone like a Jeremiah Hector to go through that entire field alongside an amateur pro and Garrett Wiggins. And, and those two to make it to the finals, I think, speaks volumes. Um, I think people like hey, – there's a few teams I was just keeping my eye on, right? I mean, uh, Kyle Malone, Jimmy Humans did fine, right? I mean, nothing yeah. wrong with, with their performance. Noah Wooten and Hunter Thorne did fine. Um, I was honestly – after seeing Sunday, it was surprising to me that Wooten and Thorne didn't actually do better. Um, I think it might have just been a tale of two different maybe board conditions or days or whatever because um, they were both top five statistically on Sunday. And so if you put them together, theoretically, you should have one of the best teams on the on the weekend. So um, 
I didn't know, uh, you know, overall, I thought it was, a you know, just a solid performance. Windsor and Hicks maybe a little bit underformed, underperformed in my eyes. I had a little bit higher expectations. I don't think, I wouldn't say they played bad, but um, I don't know. I picked them to win to my hot take and they didn't come, yeah. they didn't come close to doing that. So um, maybe a little bit of a disappointment there, but, but overall, I think, um, you know, shout out to some of those rookies, Jeremiah Hector and Chad Hunt for making, making statements early. So Jeremiah Hector got in the pro field through the uh, Southeast Col- Conference Qualifier. Got it. Okay, cool. And Chad Hunt? Carolina Conference Qualifier. Got it. Okay, so that's – got it. Okay, cool. All right. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah, doubles for me was all about the unknowns. I mean, players <laughs> that most of the nation have never even heard of taking down the big names. I mean, look at some of these. Kyle Malone and Jimmy Humans get pushed down to the loser's bracket by Aiden Claxton – Engage Clements. Who I've heard of Claxton, never seen him play. No clue who Clements is. What about you, Trey? Have you heard of or seen any of these guys play? No, just, just Claxton. Same thing. I've seen Claxton play, and Claxton is quite good. Um, haven't seen Clements play. Jordan Power, Devin Harbaugh lose early in their second game to Roland Coburn and Mike Wright. I got nothing there either. What about those, Trey? Have you heard about these guys? Nope. Unbelievable, Derek. And Josh Holland, top 10 doubles team from last season, get dumped out of the tournament by Ashley White and Julian Claxton. Again, I've got nothing. And then you talked about the winning or the bracket winners in Jeremiah Hector and Garrett Wiggins, way out of left field. No, no clue who these guys either are. But overall, really a rough doubles tournament for almost all of the well-known names from last season. Look at this list, Mish. My hot take, Wooten and Thorne to win a bracket, ninth. My early top 10 team prediction, Hamilton and Cano, I put at number 10. They took 13th in their bracket. Jordan Power, Devin Harbaugh, arguably favorites to win it, in my opinion, take 17th, also taken 17th. James Baldwin and Cheyenne Renner, Matt Guy and Brett Guy, it only gets worse here, 25th place. The Hollins, as well as uh, Duel and Coy, join them at 25th, and then Tubby and Tice Cobb, second to last place. And we're just talking about tier one. We don't even need to get into who ended up in tier two and tier three. I mean, the list just continues to go on, but you kind of talked about that bracket final for all the people out there. The bracket a final was absolutely ridiculous. A much watch in my opinion. If you haven't seen it, get on the American Cornhole League Facebook, fast forward kind of towards the end. Look for that Jamie Graham and Chad Hunt versus Rawls Birchfield match. Graham and Hunt were up 18 to eight. You think they're going to run away with it. Birchfield and Rawls come back 19, 18. And this is where it gets crazy. Mish, by the way, Mish, did you see that match? No. So I was actually playing on Saturday, so I didn't get to watch any of doubles. Unbelievable. It's, it's tied at twenties. There's five consecutive rounds where nobody can score the last point. No one wants to win it. There's some sick airmails to stay alive. And then the way it ends was kind of crazy. Birchfield throws a, a bag in the dirt off the front right corner, leaving Graham a wide open slide shot to win it. That's how it ended, but unbelievable match. Definitely go back and check that one out if you haven't seen that match. It is on the list. Absolutely. Uh, the one I did get to see, though, women's seniors. I got to watch a lot of that. Women's singles winner, Cheyenne Renner. Second place, Lori Duell. In seniors, Frank Maldon, his first year as a senior, people were like, is he a senior? Are we sure about this? <laughs> so compliments to Frank. They did not believe your age. Um, and then Damon, Damon Dennis took second. Damon Dennis with his new Psycho Xs. That was something to watch. And then the U18 singles, Grayson Waller took first and Carson McManus took second. 
Um, so yeah, I, I got to watch a lot of this. It was really impressive. Damon Dennis, really impressive. Frank, of course, find away Frank, as we like to call him. Um, and really fun watching the ladies out there throw. It does seem to always come back to Cheyenne, but only because we got a different Lori duel in that last game. Um, I don't think that, I think it was kind of like the Jamie Graham, um, Alex Rawl situation where it, the gameplay changed when we got to that last match. Um, otherwise, I think Cheyenne would have had a pretty good run for her money there. I don't know. What do you think, Trey? Yeah. yeah. I mean, not. I, I can't take anything away from Lori. She played really well. But if you think about it, Cheyenne was so dominant all day long. It really wasn't close. People go, well, how did she end up in the loser's bracket? Well, she ended up in the loser's bracket because she threw a 10-6-7 in her <laughs> first game. <laughs> and lost to Sam Finley, who threw an 11, right? She was fire to start that tournament. I thought I she mean, was going to win it. Yeah. Uh, so Cheyenne Renner, it's not as if she was consistently there all day. Someone just happened to have their best game and get her early. But she's just like, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll just win every other every game. Other game. <laughs> yeah, every other yeah. game that I play. So, I mean, I kind of made the running joke. When you win an open, we have you get an individual trophy, but then we also have bigger trophies that everybody signs. That's a winner from the year. I said, is Cheyenne Renner gonna sign women's singles 16 times? Like, is is, is she's just gonna be the only ones that sign this board? Because um, she has just been, she's just been unbelievable. I mean, it's yeah. it's good. Only other person I think I, I missed on singles and doubles. That I did want to mention. I was really impressed by Trevor Brooks all weekend. Yes, both yes. in doubles with his, I be mean, brother or cousin. Sorry, I don't remember how Bubba is related to him, but he was really good. And then singles, he said. I mean, he even said to me, came up to me afterwards. He said, "Everybody's lucky that my bag slowed down. Everybody's lucky they slowed down, right?" Because I, get, I knew going into the last game, he's like, you need to switch, Trevor. He's talking to himself. He's like, you need to switch, you need to switch, and I didn't switch. And it was just because my bag's tackied up just a little bit, but he said I was I was feeling it. So I wanted to make sure I threw his name in there. Good call. What do you got, Anthony? Yeah, overall, really impressed with the women. Really thought Finley was going to win the whole thing. She came out crazy hot. The stats, about three-quarters of the way through that tournament, there were five or six ladies you could drop into an open men and women's tournament, and they would be top 10. I mean, they were throwing lights out, but it was really weird for me to see Damon Dennis throw an ultra. I was like, that is really difficult for me to make sense of. So that was kind of cool to see uh, him dominate still with a different bag. And one more thing I wanted to mention, to ta just to wrap it all up on Jamie Graham's side, with a sweep of singles and doubles, Jamie Graham has officially tied Matt Guy all time in ACL oh, titles. They both big. now have they both now have 18 ACL titles, which is just wild to think about because when you think about Matt Guy, you just feel like he had this lead that was so mm -hmm. insurmountable for the longest time. And now Jamie Graham has officially tied him all time. Okay, interesting. Well, let's uh, continue talking about this. Uh, first open here, we're going to bring Mike Morton on to the show. And then we'll see what he has to add. He was there. I know, Trey, you popped in, I think, on Sunday, right? So you got to see some of it live, too. But Mike was there on the mic the whole time by himself. <laughs> the whole the time. Part. By himself. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. So, <laughs> so, guys, what you've done for me is you've proven to me why I come with the nerd show every week with the numbers. Because almost every note that I had about uh, what I observed, y'all covered in pretty good detail already. 
there was, oh. there was so many takeaways and, and y'all do such a great job. You grabbed them all. So uh, let me hit just a, either emphasize a couple things you guys said, or there are just a couple other things that I, I'll add to. First of all, I just want to say, Jamie Graham, the domination to me slid under the radar until the very end. Like I said, I, I turned to Trey and I, I started pointing some of this stuff out. Like it was incredible when you go back and look what he did. Y'all mentioned the numbers and how dominant he was. I've got that too. Just a couple things. 10.32 PPR, a 1.36 DPR for an overall efficiency of 11.68. I need to go back through my stats. That may be the highest um, we've had. If not, it's certainly among them. But specifically, guys, he played nothing but pros. He did not play anyone other than a pro in singles. And listen to the point totals. You kind of alluded to them, but specifically, Matthew Morton scored five. Danny Seals, zero. Jim Glasscock, two. Derek Holland, two. Cheyenne Renner, eight. Kyle Malone, five. Noah Wooten, seven. Hunter Thorne, four. Alex Rawls, zero. Is that not about as good as you can possibly dominate a field? It's dumb. <laughs> it is. It is dumb. It is I, I would say it's not right possible there. for anybody to dominate. You know that roster of players. He played nine games, gave up thirty-three points to that roster of players. Yep. It, it, it was it, just. It was stupid. Again, if you'd have had maybe a couple games against some non-pros up front, I would get it. But you know, he he drew nine pros. People complain about their draws. You know, but Lord have mercy, what a day. He was, I was on gonna, fire. I was going to say that, Mike, because I saw a couple posts like that, like, oh, what luck I had. I, out of all these people, I drew all pros. I'm like, you don't see uh, Jamie Graham complaining. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I even, fine. I even looked at some stats in, in single specifically. Jamie Graham, over the course, course of the entire tournament, had a 1.56 DPR, including the final four bracket. He had a 0.25 lead on second place. <laughs> he had a almost a 0.6 lead on third place. Yeah. And essentially almost a 0.8 lead on third place. I mean, almost not even just we talk about one one DPR being like this benchmark. He almost had a full point lead on fourth place DPR. <laughs> like not wow. even I mean just just when you just think about the statistics part of it, it was right. It's hard to and put again, in He wasn't playing scrubs, Trey. Right. I mean, who's the worst person he played all day? Uh, you know, Jim Glasscock. I mean, I, I don't even. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it, it's it's hard to fathom. Hey, yeah, as I good as some of those. Back a long way to find domination like this. As good as some of those no names were, I'd almost rather play some pros. <laughs> I mean, there were some unknowns that are better than pros, you know. <laughs> there yeah. there definitely point. were. And speaking of that, segue into – you mentioned some of the names already, but there were some players that, that really stepped out and impressed me this weekend. Um, I, not necessarily a no-name, someone we've seen before, but just kind of running down through my list. Caden Allen, I really am so impressed by this youngster. Um, I, I can't wait to see him enter the pro division when he's, when he's old enough. Um, he carries himself exceptionally well. And he always makes deep runs. Just a fun player to watch. Um, new player for me, Garrett Wiggins. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this kid. Um, he threw an 11.56 uh, 
in the doubles bracket final. You think that the kid's going to be the one to melt down and he wouldn't miss a bag to save his life. 11-5-6 in a bracket final on a broadcast court. What composure. Mm-hmm. Um, his partner was hitting some ridiculous airmail. Yes, I have I have later down later on down in my notes here. You mentioned I've got two must-watch games to go back and watch. Yeah. You mentioned one, the Birchfield Rawls Graham Hunt match. That was just that was so insane, especially at the end. But my other must-watch match was Jeremiah Hector and Garrett Wiggins versus Caden Allen and Nate Stevens. Yeah. Um, and that was in their winner's uh, bracket final match. It was 21 to 20. And that's the match. I'm, yeah, that's the match where Garrett threw an 11.56. Just unbelievable. And him and Jeremiah were hitting clutch shot after clutch shot to stay alive down the stretch. So look that match up. That was, uh, that was near the end. That was a winner bracket final. Hector and Wiggins versus Allen Stevens, another yeah. must watch match. Another surprising stat for you, though. That, believe it or not, was Jamie Graham's first ever open singles win. Wait, what? Unbelievable number. What? Really? How? Hey, Jamie Graham has never before then won an open singles event. He's won nationals, he's won world championships, he's won shootouts. He's won open doubles. I'll go through his titles. He's Does so, he not go to a lot of them or something? To be fair, I don't think he travels to as many opens as maybe some of the other players. But still, that's shocking. Open So open doubles before this weekend, he had won two. Pro shootout singles, two. Pro shootout doubles, three. Pro shootout championship, one in singles. Three national singles. Four doubles nationals. One world championship in singles. The only category now after this weekend that he has not won. Oh, sorry, two categories. He has never won a doubles shootout championship, and he has never won a doubles world championship. Those are the only two categories in which wow. Jamie Graham does not. But have then that would that like that would Matt would have it too. Then <laughs> they both have those titles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. If he gets those, exactly. Yeah. No. Matt. Matt. Um. Matt, it's it, Matt's got a weird stat line when it comes to titles. He's got Matt's got three open singles titles, five singles nationals, and six doubles nationals. That's where he's really, that's where he got most of his his, his numbers in is the national side. Well, I feel like Jamie's domination in this one almost gets him two, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. So, so quickly, guys, some other, some other guys that, that impressed, and you, you mentioned a lot of them. I'm going to try not to repeat them. Um, but I do want to give a shout-out. Um, Alec Ryan, he played yeah. amazing. He, I, I love to see his emergence. He is such a good person, good kid. Um, his, I, dad I his, his dad, too. His dad did pretty well. And, and they, they played phenomenal. They made it to the bracket finals of their yeah. bracket. So, and, and I was looking at some of the numbers for their matches and David in some cases was out shooting Alex. So wow. that's going to be a doubles team to be contended with this year. That they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, I was happy to see Tyler Cobb break out. Devin Harbaugh gets a special shout out because with that long run he made, it should be noted. He lost his first match of the day. And I believe he went through, I think it was 11 games in a row in the losers bracket. So wow. that's an accomplishment right there. I want to give him some special Special credit. Um, Gage Clements, um, y'all mentioned him, but Aiden stole the show sort of. But I want to make sure Gage gets his due because he he had a phenomenal day as well. Um, But Aiden, hey, he made a deep run 
with both Gage Clements and Trey Birchfield. So he's the common denominator. You know, maybe he's the guy that you want as a partner. Uh, I'll, I'll draw the kid any day. <laughs> um, and then the last thing that I kind of want to show, and this is maybe a little bit local bias, but I did pick it out um, amongst all the other storylines, the, the juniors and the kids. The kids from our local area absolutely lit it up there, and I want to give them a special shout-out. Grayson Waller um, winning a very tough juniors field. Eli Porter winning the advanced, both from the same area here. Um, Landon Bass threw very well alongside Jacob Gore all day in doubles. Um, even Caden Moore, um, his first big tournament, he went 2-2 two and two against the pros with the big boys and took out Eric Davis. He's the one that knocked Eric Davis out of the tournament. And then, uh, as y'all mentioned at the top of the show, Peyton Haynes and women's with a fifth-place finish. You had five elite women and then – Peyton Haynes there holding her own against them. So I, I thought our youth uh, was very promising there. Absolutely. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for giving us your perspective for being there and what you saw. We appreciate that. And all in all, I think it was a great first open. It was, it was a ton of fun to call those matches. A lot of great cornhole happened this weekend. Go back and watch some matches. We'll do. Thanks, thanks so much, Mike. Mike. All right. Cheers. All right, let's continue on. We uh, have our free agency period still going on here. Some of the new partnerships we now know about are Josh Thielen and Dean Norton, Cameron Belvin and Connie Altice, Sarah Cassidy and Ashton Spees, and Chris Kingsbury and Alan Rawls. So those are some of our new partnerships. Very curious about the bag choices on some of these. I don't know if you guys have any of that information, um, but I'm just trying to figure out who, because the Hall, do we know who the Hollands have bag-wise? Yeah, so the Hollands are throwing uh, AAR. Right. Oh, really? So I'm just wondering yeah. who's left with Cornhole Scenario because I don't think Connie and Cameron are going that route. I'm not sure if – if um, I think the, somehow – maybe they asked for an extension on whether or not they were going to be like a Tier 2 or a Tier 3 manufacturer. I'm not as – up, uh, you know, up to stuff Got on it. those specifics. So they may not be having a pro bag. And if you don't have a pro bag, then you may not. That makes sense. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what their, what their scenario is. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> we're rolling with those today. Yeah. We're, uh. we're, pun, we're puns all over the place. <laughs> um, no, I thought, so, uh, you know, a couple things on the free agency side. So I, uh, Connie, uh, Belvin and Altice, I really like. Um, Kingsbury and Rawls, you know what? <laughs> that team's not going to be fun to play. Right? That's going to be one of those teams that people are going to walk up and be like, okay, I don't have a, an elite team, but I'm going to have to play pretty well. And then they might, they're going to play like an elite team 60 to 70% of the time. I mean, it is going to be a grind. They're they're going to be one of those teams that isn't that probably doesn't finish top five or top ten, but beats top five, top ten teams on a somewhat regular basis. I mean, they're going to be really, really tough to play. The most interesting, and it wasn't necessarily a partnership decision, is looking at the two big headline teams that just signed with Titan being specifically mm -hmm. Adam Hister and Cody Henderson, and then yeah. Jordan Power and Jay Rubin. I talked a little bit with Jordan Power this weekend, and I don't think Power played as well as he wanted to. And he, he admittedly um, was just like, 
hey, I, I got to, you know, just signed with him. I got to figure out these bags real quick. Right. Yeah. So he's he's working through that. You know, you know, how I just like to see how people adjust to different bags. Right. And I think that might be part of it, Anthony. I don't want to I, I definitely don't want to go out and start throwing out excuses, but it wouldn't surprise me if the, if the reason that we saw a lot of these pros not do well is because they won. They're probably playing with literally brand new bags. Brand new. Right. I mean, I, I threw Josh, Josh Holland's bags just for a second. His new um his new aar what do they call him it's like uh i i don't know they're they're, they're a weird name but yeah, yeah i threw them and it's like i mean it's a new back right i mean so yeah. you're having to adjust to that um i think that's going to be one of the interesting dynamics as we get through these next few months is a lot of these players having to adjust do you know if local is tier one <laughs> i do not know i don't because know because i feel like head. that was their only team really i mean that was the Cody and, and yeah, that, that was a surprising, I was shocked when I saw that. Actually, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah. Bag comfort is so important. I mean, maybe at a comp level, <clears throat> it's not as important, but you get to this, this elite level, you know, the difference between a 9.8 and a 10.2 might not seem like a lot, but a lot of it is comfort and confidence with a bag in your hand. So yeah, it's going to make a difference as these guys settle into their new contracts. Um, the only other comment you covered it pretty well there, Trey, is in the free agency. I mean, the West is still just searching and, and hoping for a really good partnership to break out, you know, to help Valdivia and Parent and Hadley Zaff. Josh Thielen teamed up with the 8-0 qualifier last season, and Corey Gilbert just didn't perform that the way that we all wanted them to for the West. So it'll be interesting to see how that breaking up, Gilbert now with Ricky G, Thielen now with Dean Norton, really searching for another team out of the West to, to make some noise at the top level of the pro doubles division. I would agree with that. All right, let's move into overreaction Monday. I'm going to read a statement and I want you guys to know, I want to know what you guys think. Is it an overreaction or is it not? And these are based on our first open. The first one being Jamie Graham has a better than or equal to Mark Richards, 2021, 2022 season overreaction or right on par. Uh, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction just because it's, it's really hard to do what Mark Richards did last year. And we are literally three weeks away from saying four weeks away, what happened to Jamie Graham at the pro invitational and at the pro shootout championship where he wasn't himself. And now he yeah. comes back and has an unbelievable performance it is an unbelievable performance. It is a historic performance, right? But it is only going to get harder and harder and harder to have continuant, continuous dominating performances in a division that is so stacked as it is. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. Yeah, because we kind of felt that way about Matt Guy last season. We're like, no one's going to beat him all <laughs> yeah. season. <laughs> so I can agree with that. All right. What do you think, Anthony? I'm actually going to go not an overreaction. Uh, I mean, we got to take the rookie of the year thing out, right? That that's not all. That's got to be off the table. Right. But you know, looking at doubles, he's running it back with 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 uh, Matt Guy. They won two nationals last year. It's not a stretch to say you add a world championship to what they already did, and they kill it in doubles. And then what we just witnessed Graham do uh, this weekend tells me that he could match or better what what Richards did last season. I'm going to say not an overreaction. All right. What about Trevor Brooks is a top 30 player? 
I think this one's a little bit of a little bit of an overreaction. I think I think Brooks finished, I believe, right at a hundred this year, right? I do think based on what I see this this year, he's way better than that. I think we're talking 50 range for Trevor Brooks, meaning he's gonna have some tournaments where he goes on this big run. He upsets some really big names, maybe even flirts with one broadcast, maybe either on singles or doubles, but he's going to have those low performances or some ones where some players just flat out have some really big runs. I don't see the consistency quite yet. I think he's in the 50 range. I say it's a little bit of an overreaction. Anthony, you agree? Yeah, Trey's right, but I'm going to overreact here. Uh, I think Brooks is working hard. His mind is preparing for top 30. I think that the work he's putting in is top 30 worthy. And we're seeing some of the results. I mean, uh, look what we, what he did in Cali recently. He had a strong run here this weekend at the open. I'm going to overreact. Uh, I think that, I think that he can get into top 30 and it is a stretch. You're right. You try. He finished 98. So that would be a, a big push for him to get inside 30. But I think the dude has flipped the switch. Something's different in his game. I think he uh, trends way, way up. All right. Ryan Windsor's 2023 will be similar to his 2022 instead of 2020 and 2021. That's a lot of numbers. Did you you follow that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Essentially what the question is asking is two years ago and three years ago, Ryan Windsor was a top two player. Yes. Last year he was a top 20 player. So is he going to be more like last year and just be top 20 or is he going to be a top five? Um, I don't think it's an overreaction. I think Ryan Windsor is going to be, you know, unfortunately, I, I put him in my top 10 in doubles. I think I might have put him in on top 10 in singles. I didn't like what I saw this weekend. I thought I was going to see a little bit of a bounce back. Um, I'm going to continue to monitor it, monitor it. But as of right now, I don't think it's an overreaction to be worried about what we're seeing from a consistency perspective on Ryan Windsor. Anthony, how do you think? I agree. I agree. Uh, Windsor's going to improve. He had that 19th place finish last season in singles, 10th in doubles. He's coming back. I think the 2021 Windsor is going to show up here in this next season. All right. Noah Wooten, Hunter Thorne, or a top 10 team? What do we think? Can they do it? This is so weird because (laughs) what they did in singles, if you took their two, like I said before, if you take their two singles performances – and add them together, then they're dominant. But they they didn't do that in doubles, right? I do think Noah Wooten is even on the improvement. I do think Hunter Thorne is on the improvement. I had them originally in my 20 to 25 range when the partnership first came out. I am getting, you know, uh, persuaded to move them higher and higher they're creeping into that top 15 range for me. I'm going to say it's a little bit of an overreaction. I want to see them play maybe two more opens or an open more in uh, between now and the start of the pro season. And if they can finish well in the top five in that event, then I'll change my mind. For now, I'll say it's a little bit of an overreaction. Anthony? Yeah, we're perfectly aligned here, Trey. I'm thinking just a slight overreaction. I also had them 20 to 25 after seeing the what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, I'm convinced 15 to 18, that seems totally feasible. And then the way that Thorne looked to start the season off, uh, I think that kind of solidifies that. But overreaction for uh, for a top 10. 
All right, last one. Frank Monlin now leads the seniors division, not Damon Dennis. <laughs> oh, no. What do we think? I think this is hard. It's like, uh, I'll say not an overreaction. Oh, I'll okay. Say, I'll say Frank Maudlin wins more senior singles events this season that both play in than Damon Dennis does. I'll go on. Oh, on okay. Anthony. Hey, Maudlin looked nice. I'll give him that. And I think he looked top 15 in the world. Nice, but it's Damon freaking Dennis overreaction. Mish. Dennis, he's the winningest, <laughs> winningest senior of all time. The guy won three straight last season. So I, I'm not going to be so quick to jump off the Dennis bag bandwagon, but we cannot ignore the fact that Dennis just hit 60. I mean, you can't deny the fact that his game will naturally deteriorate soon. I mean, getting old is an MF. I'm sure Dennis will tell you this. I'm sure he will tell you this. <laughs> and he changed bags. And yeah, he but he did bags. amazing with those bags. <laughs> so I don't think the bags are an issue. Oh, no. We shall see. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some sleepers. I want to hear some singles and double sleepers. Who sleepers. Got, Let's go. Yeah, I'm kind of cheating a little bit, um, uh, at least on the single side. So on the single side, I'm going to skew towards almost kind of like some overreactions that we had from this weekend. And then on doubles, I'm not. Sleepers on singles, Chad Hunt was someone that a lot of people from this area in North Carolina were telling me that Chad Hunt is the real deal now everybody says that about their pro that they oh, yeah. know that's in their region but when you consistently are hearing it from arguably the toughest state in the country i'm not here to debate that you know that that could be a, that could be a little extreme could not be depending on who you are regardless north carolina is one of the best cornhole states in the country and for the people in that region to consistently tell me that this guy is at the top of his game and going to be really hard to deal with, I got to give, I got to pay attention to that. Now, I didn't like what he did in singles on Sunday, but at the same time, I think he's someone we got to watch out for. Jeremiah Hector. Again, if you make it all the way through this tough field of players, I don't care if your partner's throwing really well. If you make it all the way to the finals, you win a conference pro qualifier in the Southeast. Again, one of the toughest conferences in the country. I have to give some merit to that. So my first two sleepers go to rookies My uh, on the single side. My third and final sleeper in singles, Tyler Cobb. I think Tyler Cobb may have a breakout player of the year type of run this season okay mostly because he was confident and comfortable i talked to him this weekend i saw him pretty much dismantle alex hicks on a broadcast court this weekend immediately afterwards i said what in the world was that tyler and he goes it's amazing what happens when you got a good bag in your hand that you feel comfortable <laughs> with. Yeah. And and, yes. I, and I said, okay. I mean, so that, that, that speaks a lot to it. I don't really care about the bags. I care more about the second half of that statement where it says that I'm comfortable with right. for him. I don't care what he's throwing. If he wants to throw a Ziploc bag full of, you know, baked beans down the, down the lane, as long as he feels comfortable with it, that's all that matters to me. So Cobb's my third. My two, I, I, I'm getting all love from the Cobb family here. 
My one of my doubles is Tubby and Tice Cobb. I had a chance to them talk to them all all weekend. We did an interview segment with them, and in the interview segment, I said, "Who's the best player?" Right? All of them said Tubby. All three of them said Tubby, and they said, "But if Tice plays like he's been throwing the past two months, Tice will be the best." So I just told you that Tyler Cobb oh, was yeah. going to be a candidate for a sleeper. But the brothers themselves say Tubby and Tice are better than Tyler. So I got to wow. have them, even though they didn't throw well this weekend. I think it was an adjustment to new bags. They're figuring it out. I think Tubby and Tice have a chance. My last one, I'm telling you, this team is going to tick people off because they don't know and they aren't paying attention. Corey Morrison and Austin Slobom, two players that people forgot about because they're used to flying under the radar, I'm telling you, Morrison and Slowbomb are going to surprise people. They're going to be a sleeper this year. I'll even go on a limb and say top 25, maybe even top 20. What? Wow. I feel like, did these people pay you, Trey? Did you get slipped a little money? The Cobb family slipped you some money. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, it wasn't much, but it was a little bit. <laughs> Anthony, who do you have? All right, I'll rapid fire. We got three minutes to go through five. Right away, Trey, your first two in singles. I'm not just, I'm in a coma. On Forget sleeping, I'm in a coma. I don't even know who these guys were before this weekend. <laughs> so that one's interesting. In singles, right out of the gate for me, Trevor Brooks. Um, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, the dude's hustling. I've had some chats with him about his comeback, and this guy is convincing. I mean, he speaks with passion, conviction, and not just speaking, but we've seen some of his uh, – some of his runs at Ventura this weekend. So I think that he'll be one of those breakouts. Michael Dingus. I was really impressed with the, how he evolved his game last season. He went from that classic old guy slinging game changer style thing to this competent roll bag. He's dropping a bunch of weight. I think getting his mind right, his body right, and getting comfortable with that new game. I think that he could be a breakout. Ty Lopez. Um, this dude eats, breathes, and sleeps cornhole. I've seen a legitimate improvement in his game last season. The nation got a taste of it at Worlds. We saw him make that run at Worlds. I think that this guy uh, could definitely be a sleeper going into the next season. Um, I've already put them. Uh, I've already put them out there as sleepers, I guess, because it's Wooten and Thorn. Again, I just didn't see them getting inside the top twenty. So if they were to break into side of top ten, definitely some sleepers we should mention. And the last one, we all slept on Michael Lucas Jr. and Michael Dingus last year. All of us. They finished 12th last season quietly. I mean, and all of so all of their pro tournament finishes were always just right outside that section where they get the visibility and where you make noise coming through a bracket. If if, if you would tell people that they finished 12th in the world, there'd be a lot of people going, wait, when? Wow. I think we all slept on them last year. I could see them breaking into a top 10. And if they did, sleepers for sure all right sounds good all right Trey you got a hot take ready for us I, I do and I kind of already alluded to it but I am going to go that the seniors division now runs through Frank Modlin oh. <laughs> no love D. for double D man. I, love, I love double D but you know <laughs> the other thing you got to consider is there is now a void think about it how many times, if it wasn't Damon Dennis, it was Philip Hayden. Mm -hmm. That void is now there, not only for just someone else to win, but also Frank Maudlin as a senior isn't having to go through 
of Philip Hayden on a lot of these different ones. He's just having to go through, you know, they're to your top two seniors normally are your Jimmy McGuffin and your Damon Dennis. I'm going to roll with Frank. Okay. How about you, Anthony? You got a hot hey, take? Yeah, I'm going to play off the overreaction segment we were talking about from my hot take. And it's extra hot now that uh, Trey dropped that stat that Jamie Graham had never won a singles. So I've got Jamie Graham winning another open singles tournament before we go into national one. He's rolling in a national one with two open singles titles already in his back. That's so funny because mine is the opposite. Oh yeah. What do you got? I don't think he's winning another one I don't, or whatever his next one is. I don't think he's going to win it. I don't know when his next open is going to be, but that's fine. Not going to happen. All right. Doesn't like to repeat. I like it. <laughs> I don't think we don't see it happen very often. I don't know. Does it happen? Has it happened? Back to back singles winners. I have to look it up, but not often. Not, that doesn't happen much. No. no. All right. So there you go, Jamie. One of us is right and one of us is wrong. We're going to find <laughs> out. All right, everyone. That's all we got time for today. We will see you all next time. Thanks for stopping by.